uh, Cam Harvey, president of Global Village English Centers. Uh, it's a group of language schools with um, campuses in Canada, Australia, and Hawaii. Is that right? That's right. Great. And uh, Cam, um, much of your business comes from, or in fact, enti- your entire business comes from foreign students. That's right. Correct. With language, um, uh, for the language school. So maybe the place to start, since since everyone across the board pretty much is from high schools to career colleges are looking to increase the number of foreign students. Why don't we start talking about how you guys go about getting students? Okay. Sure. Um, well, this is a, uh, a fairly new industry, even though there's been international student travel for, for years. It's only really been in the last uh, 10, 15, 20 years that it, it has developed into a, uh, a significant industry. And, um, and, and, and with that, you, you, you get the, um, you know, the, the development of, uh, of um, elements that, that, that allow sales to increase. And um, uh, to, to that extent, we've got uh, agents. Mm-hmm. That uh, are are selling um, international programs, and so we get most of our students through um, through agents, and um, that's been the case for the last um, yeah the ten to fifteen years. And is that the exception, or is that common? That's common. So, so most of the language students that, so most of the international students, at least for the language school industry, are through, come through agents. That's correct. That's oh. correct. Okay, well, so how do you go find an agent? That's a good question. Um, I, I think that the first thing that, that anybody that's interested in, in attracting international students has to do is determine where they want their students to come from. Uh-huh. Um, so where is, where essentially, where are the markets? And uh, to do that, you've got to do a, a bit of homework. And how you find out where there are markets is by seeing what your competitors are doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get that by just, just um, you know, so, know, what about, so where I would assume Asia is the strongest market. Yes, pretty much. I mean, I think that uh, if you're looking at uh, any language school that has um, been in the market for any period of time, or even new ones, uh, you're going to find that uh, that most of their students um, are from Asia. Right. Um, and for language schools in Canada, that means uh, Japan, Korea, Taiwan, and to a, to a lesser extent. China, and I know that that's not the case with with a lot of the universities and colleges. A lot of their students come from China, um, and that's because of uh, of visa uh, visas. It's easier to get uh, visas uh, for Chinese students coming for, oh. for for university and college programs, not, than but not for language schools. schools. That's right. Oh, interesting. So, so the the countries that you're uh, recruiting in, there might be. Um, legal or visa questions that need to be uh, you need to figure out. That's right, and that's so. That's what a, that's what a university and college needs to do. They've they've got to first of all find out, um, you know, where international students are going and what they're interested in studying in. Uh, then they've got to find out um, if there are any um, uh, visa barriers, uh, and they can do that by contacting embassies and consulates um, mm-hmm. in 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 markets that they they have determined. Um, you know, there, 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 there's a significant um, international student presence. And are there agents in um, Europe and South America as well? Yes, there are. 
Okay, so yep. so pretty much anywhere that you would be recruiting students, there's um, agents you can tap into. Yep, absolutely. And and can, are they able to help you figure out the visa issues and the details and be able to get someone to study here? For, for, uh, yeah, and this is where it, and once you get past the first level of um, you know I I want to get students from a from a market and I want to work with agents, then you'll discover that there are certainly. Um, classes of agents, I suppose, and, and, and agents that have been working for, for many years know exactly what the visa requirements are, and um, they know what, uh, what needs to be provided by the school mm-hmm. uh, as far as uh, programs, program blanks, um, you know, letters of acceptance, all of the, the documentation that's required, and those are the agents that you want to obviously try and, try and work with, those that, um, that, 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 that know. The ones that are organized and yeah. professional. Yeah. Okay, so how do you find them? Good question. Um, mostly experience. <laughs> you, you know, you, 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 honestly, you've got to start somewhere. And, um, you know, the best place to go for what amounts to an agent list um, is, uh, you, you know, the, the embassy or the consulate. Well, so, so they would have, um, they would be able to put you in touch with agents in the yeah. country? Yeah, many of them have um, have contact lists of, of uh, agents that are selling um, overseas education programs. Um, places like the uh, CEC, yeah. Canadian Edu- Edu- Education Centers, that uh, their their focus is international education. They they often produce agent lists for you. So that, I mean that's a good place to start. Right. Um, the other thing is is um, uh, there are agent associations in certain countries. So um, agents themselves recognize that they they need to maintain a uh, a good quality reputation, and so they often will get together form. Associations and establish uh, best practices. Um, so, um, so know, presumably you could find that on the internet. Yeah. Oh yeah. Associations. Now, is there? So, when you're recruiting agents, you know they speak English, so there's not a language issue. No, no. For any agent that is interested in uh, sending uh, students abroad, um, they, they 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 can speak English. Of course, it helps if you can speak their language. Um, right. And and languages like. Um, like like Mandarin, Spanish, that's going to give you a competitive advantage because you can walk into their office and you can speak their language, which means it indicates to them that you you understand uh, and 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 uh, you understand their culture, you understand them, and you're 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 interested in establishing a um, uh, a relationship that is uh, um, a little bit better than than your competitors. Right now. When you're so you you're recruiting, you're funding and recruiting an agent. Is this a deal you kind of have to do in person? Yes, ideally it is. I mean, it's it's easy to sit back in in your office and and uh, send emails and uh, send out uh, agent contracts and 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 get relationships going. But um, in the end, the best way to establish a long term. Uh, source of, of students is to find the best agents, meet them personally uh, by going to to industry events, uh, by you know going down and, and visiting their offices and understanding what what their needs are, mm-hmm. and doing what uh, is required of you know of, of, of any business, and that is um, um, you know finding and establishing good quality business relationships, and that costs money. Right. So, so it's so if you pick a geographic footprint that you're going to go after initially, say uh, South America, you, you would 
you could tailor your offering a bit to that market. Plus, yep. so then when you go down, you do a trip. You could meet several agents and try to create some relationships there. That's right. That's so it's right. not it's not easy. No, it's not easy. You got to put some work in. No, it takes time. And uh, um, in, in, the, in the language school industry, uh, if you're a new school, um, you've got to count on at least three or four years of, of hard slogging to get into uh, into the agents. Um, Portfolios, because a lot of the agents produce their own brochures. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been working with, uh, at least in, in the language school side of it, they've been working for with, with language schools for many years, and relationships are established. And so it's difficult to, to, to walk in and say, okay, well, I'm, I want to be your new school now. It, that just doesn't happen. The only way that it happens is if you're offering a program that is not currently offered by um, one of the schools that uh, that agent works with. Right. So that requires um, market knowledge. So you, you've really got to do a lot of research to find out um, what it is that, uh, that that students in a particular market um, require, mm-hmm. um, what are the price points, and um, make sure that um, that you're offering uh, something that your your competitors aren't. Um, that makes it a lot easier to to sit down with an agent and say, "Okay, uh, let's work together." Because uh, so, if you're specialized you're in some way, yep. you have a uh, inherent advantage. That's right. That's okay. right. Yeah, that's a a whole different topic. Actually, I, w- I want to address it a future um, in the future. Yeah, specialization. But anyway, okay. So, what like what do the agents get paid? They get paid a commission, um, so th- that's the other thing that uh, you need to consider. Is that uh, and, and most schools already do this when they when they set their pricing, they set retail fees, and and, and in that there are uh, there's a margin for a commission to be paid out to an agent. And is there a standard commission? It, again, it really varies um, for high school and college programs. You know, you might find it anywhere between five and fifteen percent is is standard for from from the tuition that would be paid to an agent. Mm-hmm. In the language school industry, it's a little bit higher because the the, the, the programs are, are, are more short-term, uh, right. four to eight to 12 weeks, so commissions will be, you know, in and around 20 to 25 percent. Right, so if, if the the if the tuition, if, if you're selling a two-year program and the tuition's, I don't know, 30 grand, then you can pay a lower commission. That's right. Got it. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 and so you need to know what the going rate is. And uh, you can find out pretty pretty quickly. Agents are gonna gonna let you know what they what they expect. Right. So, um, yeah. yeah. Okay. And so, uh, one of my questions was going to be, uh, you know, how do you get to be a priority with these guys? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, again, there's no shortcut. Uh, you've got to spend the time, um, you know, working with the, uh, the, you know, contacting the top agents. Um, and simply not going away. Many agents are, are going to say, well, I have my partners. I'm not interested. Don't take that as, as a, a permanent situation. Things right. change quickly. So, you know, the best thing to do is it's just is just to stay in touch, be persistent, and uh, you'd be surprised that uh, one day things just, uh, just happen. If you're confident that you've got the right uh, product mix, if you're confident that it's, that it's a competitive price, Mm-hmm. Uh, and you've always got to be looking at that to make sure that it is is still relevant because because things do change. Mm-hmm. If 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 that's all there, then really what what it comes down to is is time, time and effort. Uh, just be persistent, and and eventually something breaks, something happens. Um, so so this is really a consistent sales, long term yep. marketing and sales pitch to build a large enough network of these guys to provide enough students. That's right. 
Okay, well, maybe we should talk about return on that investment then. You know, how many students can I expect to get per year, per program from an agent? It, it, again, it really depends on the market. Uh, if we're talking about, uh, you know, Asia, and even then, it, that's still too broad. You've got to break it down to Japan, Korea, China, Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got to look at uh, how many agents are um, uh, are sending students abroad. But actually, more more relevant would be to get the, the actual visa student numbers. And you can get that from places like the CEC or, uh, or the embassies and consulates. And they'll tell you over the course of one year, how many student visas have been issued right and you know you can you can kind of do the math if you can say if you say well okay there's been you know 5000 students from you know taiwan have gone to canada in a in a set time period and there are you know x number of schools that are offering these programs well there's the market for you and right. where do i fit in yeah. well or where do you want to fit in and uh um you know then then you can you can set your 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 marketing plan from there well so okay let's uh, maybe let me turn it around in a different way so uh, let's say i'm targeting i want to g- increase my enrollment by 10 international students next year mm-hmm. and so i'm trying to figure out uh, you know how many agent relationships should i be developing to get that is there a you know is there is there a, an easy way to you know one agent will be you know, three to five students, or or can you even quantify it that way. It's, it's really hard to quantify. I think what you need to do is you, you, you first of all have to determine where you want those students from. For a lot of um, universities and colleges, um, all they need to do is basically say they offer international student programs, and they can get Chinese students. Well, no, we're, we're, what about for um, more like a, a trade school? Um, it's. It's it's difficult to say. Uh, I, I think that you've, uh, it goes back to sort of the square one. You look at um, other trade schools um, mm-hmm. out there. Um, what what are they offering? Do they have any international students right now? Um, and um, is this a program that an international student would want to take? Right. Uh, and that's what you also have to look at as well. Is, is what is the what is the value of my program to an international student? Can they use that? That, that diploma, certificate, degree, whatever it happens to be that a trade school offers back in their home country, will it give them uh, a competitive advantage um, over their peers in, in their home country? And if the answer is yes, then um, you know you might have a very large market waiting there for you. If the answer is no, then you might not have any market at all. Right. Um, so it's, it's, it's relevance is, is, is key here. You've got to know that there is a market there. And um, for the international student market, you can define pretty clearly the kinds of programs that that, that uh, international students are looking for. They're looking for. I mean, first of all, in our, from from our side, they need uh, they need good English, uh, mm-hmm. unless they can speak English. Um, their prospects for uh, for um, a wide variety of career choices in their home country is going to be limited. Right. Uh, it will become more limited anyway. So. So language, strong English language skills are, are the first step. Mm-hmm. And the second one after that is, okay, what do I want to do with my English? Well, um, I, I'm interested in international business. So international business programs, um, MBAs, um, uh, that, that kind of program are, mm-hmm. are probably the most popular types of, of international student programs. IT programs, IT is very big. If you can get an IT professional who can speak English um, and, and have strong IT skills, then it's 
it's more likely that an employer in their home country is going to be interested in employing them because they they can be used to attract international clients. Right. Um, uh, tourism and hospitality. Those again, we're, we're looking any 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 program that that is going to have an international application um, is going to be interesting for an international student and therefore an agent mm-hmm. uh, to to represent. Right, because the agents are really trying to serve their student, their, their right. clients, which are the students. Yep, yep. And so, really, the the from that perspective, you, you're you're looking at uh, the agent as a as a, a cost effective sales channel. You're not you're not paying them a salary. You're only paying them on performance, and uh, that's what makes working with agents so attractive. And I think a lot of schools have to get past the idea of, I don't want to pay commissions. Mm -hmm. It's it's a cost of the business, and and frankly, it's an efficient cost that uh, they they would otherwise have to uh, put into having a a salesperson or a a full-time counselor. In, in that country, so well, in advertising and marketing, exactly. you know the, the, all the expenses that go into trying to get an enrollment. That's right. I mean, it's why automobile manufacturers have dealerships. Right. They don't. They're not going to roll their cars out of the plant and say, "Okay, let's sell the cars." There are efficient sales channels. Yeah. And uh, that's essentially what what, a, what an agent is. They're they're an efficient sales channel, and you simply have to accept that. Yeah. So. Well, so earlier you, you talked about um, you know the importance of English skills. So now p- potentially there's an opportunity to for for you know schools to connect with language schools. So you you teach them the English and then uh, move them on to another program. Do you guys ever have uh, relationships with other schools? Absolutely, absolutely, and that that has that has become more and more important for us in the last number of years, uh, where. You know, English is clearly a, um, it's a first step. And, you know, students are coming to us and they're saying, okay, well, what other study options do you have for me? What other study pathways do you have for me? And as long as we, we know what, what they're looking for, and, and, I, and I've already mentioned those programs, then we can identify those partners. And uh, um, so we've got, uh, you know, uh, strong relationships with a few very good universities and colleges mm-hmm. and vocational schools. Mm-hmm. And, uh uh, we're always looking at uh, at expanding that. Um, and does that give you more um, uh, relevance to the agents? Yes, absolutely. Because then we become um, a one stop shop. Um, right. What, you know, the agent says, "Oh, okay. So you've got language programs, and you work with a college that has uh, a, a known and respected MBA program, or IT program, or tourism program." Um, Great. Okay, I want to. I want to work with you. Mm-hmm. So you're simply trying to to reduce the barriers um, for the agent, and so it's it's the same thing. If if a if a trade school or, or university college or or um, any any other kind of post secondary institution wants to work with international students, they're going to go to an agent. And I'm, I'm talking about you know, obviously this this is for for markets where English is not the first language. Mm-hmm. Um, and they say, okay, well, uh, we have these programs. Uh, a lot of the university colleges, you know, they have their own um, English language programs. That's, you know, it, it, it helps them. Having said that, they, they, can't, they can't be everywhere, um, and, and they can't be everything to everyone. So um, it's a lot of the, the, the universities and uh, colleges uh, work with private language schools because the private language schools, being the first step, have uh, have got a good uh, entree into into many many markets. Right. So, their 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 presence in 
um, a wide variety of markets is often um, uh, better um, or more prominent than um, some universities, uh, colleges, high schools, and uh, vocational schools. Yeah, interesting. So, so really, for for our members, our members are largely made up of um, private institutions, mm-hmm. and so what what that might mean for them is uh, if they're trying to recruit international students is to really step up their efforts in creating relationships with the language schools. Yes, exactly. Such, such as Global Village. Yeah, yeah. Now, is that something, you know, if you refer a student uh, as a language uh, as a language school, if you refer a student to a, uh, you know, a, a, an IT program in the same in the same area, is that, uh, you know, is there a, uh, an exchange of money? Yes, there can be. Yeah. Um, in, in the past, it, it was it was less of a business relationship, and it was often re, um, just reciprocal. But uh, look, in the end, uh, I think that it, the, the best way to do it is is to accept uh, that uh, you're you're entering into a relationship because you're expecting certain returns. Yeah. And I, I think offering um, commissions um, it makes makes sense. Referral fees, whatever whatever you want to call it. Sure, polite way of. Yeah. So what we do is um, we're now. Um, more often than not, when we're we're striking up relationships with uh, with partners, we are saying, "Look, the, we we are um, expecting a, a commission or a referral fee for students." Um, and uh, what we need to do is, is often that that what's built into that is is uh, commissions or referral fees for our agents. Um, um, so we'll 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 pay the the agent as well. Oh, I see. So if if you so you've gotten the student from the agent, the agent's been paid a, a commission. Plus now the student's been referred into a, a second school after the language training's over. Then there's a split still yeah. between the language school and the agent to yeah. keep them in the loop. Yeah, that's right. And you know it it it, it, it it's a flexible kind of um, well. Arrangement. It's probably a good policy just to keep the agent because uh, it all starts with the agent. Yeah, that's right. That's right, and it's simply recognizing that um, you know business relationships are maintained um, based on financial transactions. Yeah, uh, of course. It's uh, it's it, it's 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 critical to recognize that, that this is an industry, and uh, uh, there are professionals out there that are doing doing excellent work, and uh, they need to be compensated properly for that. Mm-hmm. And so, if now, correct me if I'm wrong, but. It sounds like there would be a benefit to getting a group of schools together and approaching agents. Like if I had a, let's say I've got a, uh, an IT school, and mm-hmm. I approach a language school, and there's another uh, a trade school, a carpentry school. Yeah. You know, who knows? We pull a couple together, and we are, we now approach some agents in a. a you know, an agent somewhere, and say, "Well, now here, here's the what we can offer, the range of stuff we could offer your your clients." Yep. Would that be um, uh, relevant to the agents? If schools can get to that level of organization, yes, absolutely. Um, if it just it just reduces the the work that the agent has to do. If if a, a group of uh, of education providers can walk into an agent's office and say, we know exactly what you are looking for, mm-hmm. and here we are. Um, uh, you know, ideally, you'd have one kind of, you'd have one contact. Um, this, this was the, the, the motivating force for Global Village to be formed. I mean, Global Village is a, is a marketing and sales company. It has, um, you know, language schools in a variety of locations. So, you know, 
we recognized early on that that for students that wanted to study language, they want the choice of locations. Mm-hmm. So that's why we got together. Um, to create a global brand. Exactly, yeah. And uh, so if a student wants to study in Sydney, they have that choice by applying to us. If they want to study in Toronto or Vancouver or Victoria, they, they can also do that. Um, so there's there's that there's there's lo- the location part of it then and then there's the the um uh, the program part of it mm-hmm. and um so we we try to provide um a variety of of relevant programs and uh um to do that you you need to know what is what is what is what is required for for that market what are students asking for what do, what do they what do they want to study for the long run and if you can put together a uh, a nice product mix or a program mix then um, you're you're likely going to attract attention and you're going to get uh, um, the top agents wanting to work with you so that's where you, the the skills and sort of divining the the the, the what the needs of a you know, a market will be from the social situation. Mm-hmm. So, in uh, I don't know if this is a great example or not, but uh, in um, India, there's a lot of um, IT infrastructure being developed right now. Mm-hmm. So, presumably, they um, are looking and and they're. Their their market is really uh, as a lower cost provider of IT services to the West. Mm-hmm. So presumably there's opportunity to sell IT training combined with English language training to workers in India. Yes, absolutely, so, absolutely. Um, I, I think that um, you know for for you know uh, markets like uh, like India, you've got to you've got to make sure that the um, the programs that you'd be offering. Um, are are relevant and that it's it would be valuable mm-hmm. um, in in India, for example. You know, the, the language training is not really required because um, because English is, is taught in the school systems there, and right. it's, it's you know it's not needed. But for for other places where they you know you could maybe China's better. Example. Yeah, China's China's a perfect example. China is is is. Um, is is on the fast track to interna- internationalization, and 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 students and agents in the countries recognize that uh, second uh, language knowledge, primarily English, is is critical. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they've, they've, they've to, to, to combine programs um, where where you've got the first step is language, the second one is um, is a, uh, a relevant program like uh, like IT. Mm-hmm. Um, then you're you're going to find an audience. In your opinion, is there a market for trade schools like, um, you know, the 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 harder, tra- you know, the the more hands-on trades, plumbing or uh, carpentry? You know, I, it's hard to say. I really don't know. I I think that um, you know, I'm, I or maybe it, health too. You know, like health um, uh, health programs. Yeah, if if you, if a country is is known for providing. Uh, a certain type of, of education that is simply that is known worldwide. If, if for example, um, if, if a student were to come to Canada to get to get uh, training in a in a in a healthcare prof- profession mm-hmm. that um, is recognized within that industry internationally, then that is going to be something that international students are going to come for. For something like like carpentry and uh, you know the more traditional trades, I don't think so because. Um, they, they they can get that training back in their home their home country and there isn't there there isn't anything special 
Yeah, that there's not really the need for the language. No, the language, no. There, there isn't the need for the language. Right. And uh, unless there's something uh, special about what, what a, a more traditional trade school could offer um, in, uh, in, in Canada that they couldn't get overseas, it, it likely wouldn't be very attractive. Right. So you really need to think through um, if, if part of your strategy is to uh, attract more international students, you really need to think through um, whether your programs are really going to legitimately help them yeah. in their home countries. That's right. Uh, get a better life. Yep. Yep. And it, it ultimately, it, it's international is the key. Is, is, uh, is your program going to, to give the student um, an, an, an international experience that they can use to their benefit? by approaching employers and saying, I have this, this overseas um, education. Uh, and you know, an, another program that has become very, very popular and very high demand um, at the language school level uh, is uh, work experience programs. So if, if a student can go back and say, okay, I went and I did my English training and I've got this level, and an internationally recognized level, whether that be TOEFL or Cambridge or TOEIC or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and then I've combined that with uh, some relevant work experience with this employer, then that's a nice little uh, package to put on your on your CV, and it's going to attract attention from, from employers, and it's going to make you stand out. So unless you're, you can do that with the programs that you offer, then your, your chances of attracting international students are very remote. Right. So it, 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 you really have to sort of sit back and, 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 and sit in the shoes of an international student and, and, and be sure that the program is going to uh, be of, of, of benefit to them when they return to their home country. Yeah, very interesting. Kim, there's a lot of information. Yes. And um, uh, I guess I'm just I'm tr- trying to think of a, a good way to wrap it up. I don't, I'm, I'm concerned we'll over- overload the members with if we go into too, any much, too much more. Yeah, yeah. I, I look at. I guess in the end, the best place to start is to just um, look at how you fit in. Just take a take take some time to reflect on the programs that you offer, and uh, just just simply put yourself in the shoes of an international student. Whether you're from China, whether you're from uh, from Mexico, whether you're from the Czech Republic, mm-hmm. um, can I first of all get a visa to come and study in Canada? If I can. And, uh, and and there is, is there is an existing or, or nascent market there, mm-hmm. then um, then make sure that the programs that you offer um, are, are 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 going to be of interest and and that will be of benefit to the student when they leave. If you can answer some some of those basic questions, then uh, and 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 they're yes to all of them, then uh, away you go. Um, just just uh, just set out your uh, your 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 strategy for attracting agents and um, make sure you got your partnerships right. Make sure you got your price points right. And that in the end, there's no there's no substitute for um, just some some good old fashioned hard work there. And make sure you do the the market information, market uh, intelligence. All right, very interesting. Well, I really appreciate your time. Oh, it was my pleasure. Great. So this has been uh, Cam Harvey, Cam's president of Global Village English uh, English Centers, with uh, schools in Canada, U.S., and uh, one school in Hawaii. Yes. Cam, thank you very much. It was my pleasure, Shane. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye.